Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Tonight Show, the defining crisis of a generation. Housing Minister Dara O'Brien and Sinn Féin TD Ono Brin go head-to-head as they debate the housing crisis. The Taoiseach tells world leaders at the COP27 climate summit that Ireland will do everything in its power to ensure a sustainable planet. Every delay makes our task that bit bigger. Let us not waste a second more. And later, the latest on the US midterms with news correspondent Richard Chambers in Washington, D.C. as Trump hints at a very big announcement. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. You can join the conversation online with your comments and your questions on the hashtag TonightVMTV. about our nightly live interactive poll which will allow you to get involved in the show and tell us what you think about the big issues of the day. Tonight, we're asking, in the midst of this chronic lack of rental supply, should the government reduce the tax landlords pay on rental properties? You can vote online on virginmediatelevision.ie forward slash vote or follow the QR code on screen and we'll bring you the poll results later on in the programme. Now, tonight, looming end-of-year targets, spiralling house prices and supply at an all-time low. Has the government's housing for all plan done as well as it can? Well, joining us to debate, Minister for Housing, Local Government and Heritage, Dara O'Brien, and Sinn Féin TD and housing spokesperson, Ono Brin. First up, earlier today, our producer, Sean Dunn, was gauging the public's reaction as to whether or not they feel the current government will be able to solve this housing crisis. Obviously, the housing crisis is going on um, a long time. People are in emergency accommodation for way too long. It's called emergency for a reason, so you shouldn't be there six, seven, eight months later and a family living in a hotel room. That's just not good enough on any level. They, they try the best, but they think it's, it's not easy. It's very challenging. You know? Definitely not doing enough to solve the housing crisis. Definitely not. Absolutely not. I have a 28-year-old who's having to move back home now because the amount she's paying in rent, she, she could easily pay for, a, pay for a mortgage on a house, but she can't. I mean, she's paying over a thousand a month. And she's a, she's a secondary school teacher, you know, so I, I just think it's, no, definitely not. I don't think they're doing enough. And that will be one of the things I say if there is the next general election, that definitely will be one of the things I will say to them, is what do you do? And do you think perhaps Sinn Féin have a better housing strategy? Do you think they can do more than the current government? No. Simple answer, no. It doesn't seem like there's like the, enough like proactiveness about it. Like, 
they're always saying, oh, like this needs to be done, that needs to be done, and not actually doing it. Oh, definitely not. I'm in the problem as well because my landlord is selling the house now, so I think it's yeah, they're not doing much like enough. What more do you think the government could do? Like, you see, the landlord is selling the houses now, so why government cannot just buy the house and let me pay the... Because really, get the mortgage is really a big problem at the moment. I think change needs to happen. I think Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are kind of ruining Ireland at the minute, and someone else deserves a crack at the whip, the way it's going. Minister Dara O'Brien and Owen O'Brien, you're very welcome along to the programme tonight. Um, not a huge amount of confidence, we'd have to say, Minister, in general, about the housing situation there. You have a minute now to convince people and those people who we just heard from who represent an awful lot of people right around the country that you will get the job done. Well, housing is the number one issue. It's the number one priority for this government. And we have the most comprehensive plan in place that's fully funded with real finance to build more social homes than we've ever done before, to put affordability right back at the centre of housing in Ireland by helping people own and buy their own homes at an affordable rate. And then the biggest issue in all of that is driving down homelessness. But we've got to get supply up across the board. So the state is putting in more money now than we've ever done before. Leading by example, it will take time for that to take hold, but the plan is gaining momentum. But people do need to feel that, and I get that, that not everyone is. But this year, we'll have more commencements than ever before, more housing completions than ever before, and we'll exceed the targets that we've set for ourselves and this is a good start even in difficult times but i want those young and not so young people to be able to own their own home at an affordable rate i want to build more social homes than we've ever be done before and we will start doing that and we're doing that this okay. year they're the chat it's a All big right. challenge but, okay. but we're up to it your minutes okay, up thanks. minister thank you for that uh ono Bryn, you say Sinn fein has the solution that the government isn't quite grasping what do you say to the public well, it's been three years since uh, the general election uh, and quite frankly, this government and this Minister for Housing have taken a bad housing crisis and made it much, much worse. Rents are out of control, house prices are out of control and homelessness is at levels we never thought would be imaginable. Uh, we have a situation where for the first time in many years, young people, including young people with good jobs, are being forced to emigrate. Uh, I had a mother uh, on the phone to me from my constituency today in tears. Uh, her daughter had to turn down a permanent job in a local school in Clondalkin because she can't afford to rent or buy and she's taken the very difficult decision uh, to uh, emigrate. Uh, and the minister will make a, a, an awful lot uh, of promises, but the simple reality is hardworking singles and couples who are doing everything right cannot put a secure and affordable roof uh, over their heads. Uh, and while the minister uh, will talk about what he's going to do, people are simply asking, where are the homes, Dara? And the answer is, you're not delivering. And that is Time why up. we need change. Okay. We need a government right. with an ambitious plan to, to deliver there, for those working families. I'll have to stop you there. OK, you've had your minute. Um, we've heard from you both. That's essentially your pitch on what is um, more than a crisis, really, at this point. I think you, you'll, you'll both agree on that. Um, Minister, it is true to say that you're pushing the fact that overall targets may be exceeded this year. But what about social and affordable home targets? They're not likely to be met. Is that true? No, I think it's important that we build capacity up firstly. So we will exceed the target that we've set under Housing for All for this year of just short of 25,000 homes. Within that, we want to deliver 10,500 social homes. And I'm confident we will uh, hit that target. Within that, we have a target of 9,000 new builds. We may not fully attain that. We had issues earlier in the year, obviously, as people know, 
with supply chain and inflation because of the war in, U in Ukraine. But we're going to have a very strong mm -hmm. delivery in the last quarter of this year. And okay. it is a big step up, if I could say, not just from the previous two years, but from the previous five, six years. And where we've come is investing €4 billion Euro in housing, both affordable right. and social. So I we're going to do everything we can. We're going to deliver affordable purchase homes this year for the first time in a generation. We have our first home scheme that I launched, over 650 approvals okay. already, and delivering more social homes than we've done in a long okay. time. Okay, but we need just to do on more. targets, can we stick to targets? Yes, because, of course. Um, you've said the headline figure there, you'll exceed 24,600 yes. new homes this mm -hmm. year. Now, that's a mix of the private yes. homes and also social, new social homes. But on the full delivery of 9,000 social homes, New homes, will you get there? The full delivery actually for social homes is 10,500. They're not we, all new housing stuff. Well, that's what we've set out. That's what we've but set where, out where are we at on new built well, social the, homes? The last quarter is going to be very important. But where are we and, at right now, Minister? Well, right now, what I'm saying to you is we've heavy delivery in the last quarter. Yeah, but what, and, I know, I know and, that, yeah, yeah we're, well, we're well, into last quarter, but well, up, and, I, up I until would, this I, point, I would so we're now... I would project on new, on new build social homes that for the end of this year, we'll be on our around 8,000 homes, new builds. That's up from 5,000 last year. Yeah, you did say 9,000, though, so you're 1,000 short. Yeah, but on the overall target of 10,500 social homes, uh, I'm confident that we will, we, we will attain that target this How? year. We'll attain that through new builds, which is more new builds than we've done no, you've in, already in decades. About the new builds, well, but I'm just going to, to answer you, Claire, to fill that gap as well. We have homes that are leased and other homes that we're purchasing. I brought forward measures earlier in July, as one of one of the your, the gentlemen said in the Vox Pop about the state buying homes, uh, where tenants in situ have been issued notices to quit, and we're doing that this year, and we've accelerated that from July. So they come into the public housing stock too. So I think most fair analysis of it will be ten and a half thousand new social homes. I'm not even including the affordable homes yet that we haven't had in over ten years. We've cost rental affordable mm. tenants in place now. We've affordable purchase homes. Okay. People are buying from 160,000. All right. Okay. Up. And I think you've so gone through actually, all that's of that. actually happening. Okay. And that is a good start. Right. We need to do more. And we will look. We will look specifically around the targets. And sure. I suppose it is important to state that you set out very clear targets absolutely. around the building of new yeah, homes absolutely. and where they are. And, and so, I think people so, will also so we'll have to get I think clarity also, on that. We'll at the also recognise there that we have had, right. as in every country issues with supply chain and inflation. And we're, we're getting over those challenges and that has inhibited some okay. supply. Well, let's get Ono Brin in well. on this, Minister. Um, ono Brin, I mean, do you give the government any credit for what they have done to date in terms of saying, look, we're likely to exceed this target 24,600 new homes this year? No, the reason why uh, 4,000 children would sleep in emergency accommodation tonight is because the targets themselves are too low. First of all, I don't accept the government are going to meet either their social or, crucially, their affordable housing targets. But even if they do meet those targets, it's going to go nowhere close to meeting the level of need that we have. And Darrell Bryan hasn't just taken office. He's been in office for two and a half years. He supported the Fine Gael government before that uh, for four to five years. So for six years, they have been telling us the same thing. Mm. And the core problem is this. If you take affordable housing, because we, we hear day after day uh, of young people, of middle-aged people, of people closer uh, to retirement, unable to rent or buy affordably, the government's target is only 4,000 affordable homes. Many of those won't be delivered. Those Do you have a figure on, on how many have been delivered to date? Because I know that's yes. something that you, you, yes, you very so strongly received, want to push I received, home. I received a parliamentary question from Dara uh, only about a week ago to say that affordable rental and affordable purchase homes, it's just over 900 of the 4,000. 
so far this year. Some of those haven't even been purchased yet because of bureaucratic delays between the department uh, and the pillar banks. And even some of those homes, the prices are far too high. They're 320,000 uh, uh, euros or more. So the targets are too low. The minister is not delivering, and that is why rents are rising. Mm. That is why house prices are rising. That is why homelessness is at levels we have never seen before. Because while the government talks a good game, the actual core element of it is nowhere near enough. And the minister mentioned four billion. The government is only going to spend about half of that okay. this year. Targets too low, lack of delivery, and dishonesty about how much money they're actually spending. Okay. That's why so many children, Dara, are in emergency accommodation tonight. That's your legacy as a failed housing minister. Let's talk about that €4 billion. Euro. So just to outline to people, that's the, spend, that's the spending that's been set aside for housing yes. this year. And the capital and the, side. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the claim or the research that you've got from the department appears to show, or at least was brought up in the doll today and again I by Owen O'Brien, yeah. that it's uh, under but, £2 billion but, has been but, spent but, what, to date. What Owen, what Owen and others will do is to try to twist those figures also. There's one big gap, by the way, in housing first, was Sinn Féin's own housing plan, that this government is putting in £4 billion this year to deliver the homes that we need and more. Sinn Féin's own plan was £2.8 so they're already short. Now, what I'm saying to okay, you... OK, just uh, on well, that, just to, to give yeah, us a bit of clarity, yeah. if you will, if you say those figures need to be clarified about the £4 billion we, that has been I'm going to tell you now, aside, will, absolutely. What, the £4 billion that we have is between Exchequer Funding, the Land Development Agency, which Owen O'Brien voted against in his party, which is about developing homes on state land, which we're seeing being done now, and also the Housing Finance Agency, which funds our approved housing bodies. So in those areas... We will. We know we're close to a €2 billion euro underspend. We've actually spent about €2 billion right up to this day in exchequer funding already. And that's what we've done. So the charge that was put today was simply a political charge. The reality of it is, is that the final quarter of the year, and Owen will know this, but he won't want to tell you this, is the delivery, the strong delivery in the last quarter, eat, eats up most of that spend. And that's what's going to actually happen. This year, so we're not we're going to deliver more homes this year than we've done. When are we in, going to have that final report? Well, when are well we going the final to know? quarter. I'm just thinking, we're on November eighth. Well, well, the final now, quarter so. concludes obviously on the thirty-first of December. So early next year, you will see that spend come through. So it'll be nothing close to the charge that Sinn Féin put forward okay. uh, today. And it also doesn't recognise what they've said, that there were issues, certainly, with supply chain and inflation. Okay. Owen doesn't like to recognise that, and that's fine. But we're going. But what I would say, their own housing plan was not investing as much money as this government okay. is, can I, very can, clearly. Can, and can I not. ask you about that, Ona Bryn? Um, I think I saw figures around 6.5 billion, 100,000 homes over five years. Um, how do the figures stack up for you? Were you willing, your party willing to make the same investment that Absolutely. this government in fact, are? In, in, in fact, our housing programme is far more ambitious than the minister's. So first of all, typically with the minister's statement is it's directly contradicted by parliamentary questions that his officials have given me only this week. The minister is right. The four billion figure he talks about is a mixture of exchequer funding, land development agency funding, uh, and uh, borrowing by approved housing bodies from the Housing Finance Agency. As of the end of September of this year, those three streams had only actually spent just over one billion, and they are only going to end up spending by the end of the year somewhere over two billion. What do you think is happening then to last oh, year? And, and here's here's the, what's happening. The difficulty is, and the minister is right, and I've acknowledged this. COVID and supply chain uh, issues did disrupt uh, delivery, but the private sector uh, has accelerated and uh, uh, caught up. The public sector has not. And the reason why is because there is far too much bureaucracy imposed by the Department of Housing and the Department of Public Expenditure Reform on our local authorities and our improved housing bodies. And to answer the question about Sinn Féin's housing plan, 
Sinn Féin's housing plan would deliver 20,000 genuinely social and affordable homes on an annual basis. We would invest far more direct capital investment, as well as AHB borrowing, to deliver those homes. But also, our homes would be genuinely affordable. Homes can I ask you, Unabring, just can, afford, I, can I ask you, because this... Unabring, can I ask you about a charge, and it is regularly put to Sinn Féin. While, look, that's really ambitious. A lot of those people we spoke to today would say, I would love to see... Sorry, Minister, Minister, if you don't mind, yeah, I'm just sure. putting a question to Ono Brin on this. The 100,000 um, homes that you're talking about, if the government is facing the issues this, this year with reaching targets, if we're talking about the challenges that are faced by um, the cost of living crisis, the inflation crisis, construction sector costs as a result of that, how does Sinn Féin plan on building... 100,000 homes. How do you plan on building 20,000 social homes a year when the government says it's trying its best, but it mightn't get to 9,000 new social homes by the end of this year? Sure, and, and we set out in our alternative uh, budget not only fully costed plans, but a set of policies to accelerate delivery. So, for example, if you want to deliver 20,000 genuinely social and affordable homes, and if you want to do that in a single year, you have to, first of all, strip away the bureaucracy that the Department have imposed. That's the first policy. The second is you have to make far greater use of vacant and derelict homes, at least 4,000 of those a year. You also have to start using high-quality modular building technology, something this minister has refused to do. True. And you also have to divert building staff from building the wrong kinds of things, like apart hotels and co-living, into genuinely affordable homes. Is it ambitious? Yes. Would it be hard work? Absolutely. But we would be able to do it. There was a okay. period when we were able to build 90,000 right. homes in this state in a year. Okay. This government lacks the plan, lacks the ambition, and that's why it's failing families uh, and working people. Minister, sure. I want to ask you, the word crisis is bandied around a lot. We even used it tonight. We are sure. in a cost of living crisis. Mm. We face an energy crisis. This is a housing crisis. But crisis underplays what this is, which is a man-made disaster, Minister. Do you consider this a state of emergency? I, look, there's no question. It is a crisis. And no, well, I've just said that crisis underplays it. Do you think we're in a well, state of emergency when it comes I, I to housing? Think, I think what we've got... No, I don't. And why I say that to you is, for many people, it is an emergency. And I recognise that, and I meet people every day of the week. I was with Peter McVerry Trust today. Uh, we're seeing really good work done on the ground. We have far too many people homeless. They're the first people I think about every morning when I get up as to how many people that we can exit from homelessness to permanent housing. And the only way to do that is to increase supply. And we have a plan that's fully funded, that's taking hold and gaining momentum to do that. That's set out, set out very clearly, un unlike, if I could say, just to come back, unlike what Owen's plan. Owen's plan says that he will, he will deliver 20,000 social and affordable homes in a year. He doesn't say how long that will take. He doesn't say how he will okay. do it. He says he'll bring in 4,000 vacant homes that he doesn't own in one year. All right, and, and I'll turn get it on around. to vacant housing. So, so I just it, want to ask you, yes. you don't believe this is a state no, of emergency? No, for many people, it is a serious emergency. For people who are living in emergency accommodation and find themselves you, homeless, you, you, it is. You don't believe what, what it is. When we what, talk about 11,000 no, well, people Claire, what homeless, I'm saying, record of, of course, homeless of course that's minister. an emergency for them and it's an emergency for this country. But what I'm saying is I'm very confident that the plan that we have by, to increase supply, which is mm. happening this year, I'm just wondering, after, 10 years, yeah. after 10 years, Claire, a very significant undersupply, yes. we've got to build those levels up and we're doing that now. But certainly for those people who I meet every day, for constituents that I talk to, they don't feel those changes happening right. yet. It takes time to do that. A viewer has asked, can similar emergency procedures to COVID not be applied to yes. the housing issues we're struggling certainly. with? Certainly. And if what I brought in already is a winter eviction ban, I've brought in rent caps. We've put in more capital 
to fund affordable and social homes than we've done before. And I am looking to activate emergency planning as well to deliver more and modular homes at scale, which, by the way, I'm not opposed to in any way, shape or form and never have been. That's another untruth that Owen has told here this evening. And that's what The issue doing. isn't that you're not opposed to them. The issue is you've done nothing about them. You've been the minister for two and a half years. You haven't used emergency planning powers. You haven't taken action on vacancy. And you haven't not used high-grade modular building technology to put homes on the ground. I had a phone Actually, call today from a family of two adults and four children. Not only are they homeless... They cannot get into any emergency accommodation anywhere because this minister's failure to plan, and they're sleeping in a car. This is not only an emergency, it is an absolute catastrophe. And why is that happening? That is happening because for two and a half years, the minister who tells us he's going to do X, Y and Z hasn't done any of those things. The Just... same minister who was in the pocket of Owen Murphy when Fine Gael led the last government, who simply did not take this it's... crisis as seriously Look, as possible. That's why house prices are rising. That's why oh, rents right. are rising. Well, That's there's... why homelessness are rising. Okay. And even if this minister meets his targets, this crisis is going to get worse. Why? Because they have no well, ambition and they have no drive to deliver. Minister, I, can no... I ask you, yes. vacant housing has been brought up um, on a few mm -hmm. occasions. We have a, another question that came sure. in to us tonight. Why can't local authorities fix up all the vacant social homes that are boarded up at the moment? We've, I brought back in 6,600 vacant social homes over the last two years. We're going to bring it back another 2,450 this year. Owen mentions dereliction and vacancy. We've brought through a number of measures this year, some of which he opposes, like the vacant property grant for homeowners to be able to get 30,000 or 50,000 euro to take a home and do it up. We're doing that through lease and repair. Actually, you have to own that vacant where, home where, first. Where, Is that right? Where, you, you, you have to have bought that yes, as, as a home buyer. Absolutely. But what we're, do, what we're doing, what we're doing on this, yes, so, you do. But the, va the home could be vacant because the person in question doesn't want to sell it. Yeah, but we're do other measures like the vacant property tax, which we're bringing in as well, and that's that that but has come in. There isn't much. There well, isn't that, much really. Claire, that, has um, come, that has come in, in to the be budget. taken out of that. I mean, that's self-evaluated no, as well. well like what, what sort say, of regulation sorry, is around what, that? What I'd say to you is this: there are a number of very serious initiatives being taken on vacancy. Where I was today with the Peter McVerry Trust was converting a vacant home into 18 individual apartments and there's hundreds of them happening all over the country mm. and I've already stated it. In the last two years as Minister, I brought back in over 6,000 vacant social homes, 2,500 more this year and we're bringing more back through the local authorities as well, right across the okay. country and that may not suit the narrative that others have but that's actually happening. Do, now do we need to do more and scale it up? Of course we do and we need the capacity to do that but, we, right. but it is happening. Okay, would you concede that actually there are some moves around vacant housing, what mentioned there about that Peter McVerry project, that it is giving housing, albeit not at, at, at the pace maybe that the Minister and the Government might like, but it is providing much needed housing for the very vulnerable in our society. No, because when you actually look at the detail of the proposals or the measures, it's too little too late. So let's take the vacant property tax. It doesn't apply to derelicts and derelicts are actually one of the uh, uh, most urgent sources of vacancy to get back into use. It is far, far too low and it won't be introduced for over a year. So this government will almost be finished its term of office if Dara is still in position and we won't have a single vacant home brought back into use from the tax. Likewise, for example, with the government's grants, there's nothing wrong with the proposal, but it's only aiming to bring in a few hundred vacant homes proposed. a year. It's only looking to bring in a few hundred vacant homes a year and it's not going to work. What we want is this. We want local authorities to be given very significant funding in advance, not two years after, and given targets to buy, refurbish and Which sell or rent at affordable Which prices thousands of vacant homes. And the minister is saying 
he's brought back vacants from local authorities. That is not true. Is they true. were not vacants. They are casual relets. When a tenant moves out, the minister gives a little bit of money. The thousands of vacant council homes that were reported in the mm. Irish Examiner today, the reason why they're still vacant is because the minister is letting the direct labour crews okay. and the local authorities run down all and right. imposing heavy procurement requirements on councils, delaying all that. Okay. You can fix that tomorrow, minister, and you're failing to do it like you're okay. failing on vacancy. You see, it doesn't suit Owen's narrative. I've given facts of what's been can brought Can you fix back that in. tomorrow? Yeah, sorry, we've brought in measures already. There's many. We're seeing vacancy rates fall. There's lots of vacant homes there. We need more of them in use. And I've seen them all across the country. In all 31 local authority areas, commercial properties brought into, back into residential use because of set-aside planning and given exemptions there. We're giving the local... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Local authorities, by the way, more funding than they've ever had before to do this. We've local authorities CPOing oh. homes, and this is important there because Owen will say that this isn't happening. The reality of it is, it is, but okay. it doesn't suit his right. narrative Let's, because he does not want to see progress. We're not going to end but, the conversation but Claire, if here. If it was, if it was happening, homelessness um, wouldn't be rising, house prices yes. wouldn't be rising, and rents wouldn't be rising. Only, You're not doing enough, Minister. Oh, I'm only going to stop you momentarily there because we have to take a break, but we will come back to the topic of supply after the break where we'll be revealing the answer to our interactive poll. Should the government reduce the tax landlords pay on rental properties? Stay with us. Welcome back to our housing debate with Minister Dara O'Brien and Sinn Féin's Ono Bryn. Well, we'd like to move on to the issue of renting. And for context, as we went on air, there were 1,175 properties available to rent in the whole country. This figure reflecting the 97% drop in available rental properties on the market since 2009. Um, we're going to talk about that, the rental crisis that we are facing right now. Um, and the high rents that people are paying as well, Minister. Mm -hmm. Let's get to the issue, though, of evictions, because that's really the hard, the hard edge it and is. the sad edge of this story. We talked about record numbers of homelessness, mm -hmm. 11,000 mm -hmm. people registered as homeless in this country. Um, and as of November 1st, there's a moratorium on evictions. Right. It's temporary. What are you going to do in the five months to resolve some of those big issues mm -hmm. and people that would have 
gone homeless were not sure. for this um, eviction freeze that's been put in place. But it's only five months long, so what are you going to do? No, it is. It's five months long and it's very targeted and it will provide breathing space, most importantly, for those families and people who've been issued notices to quit. One thing I mentioned earlier on, which I've instructed our local authorities to do, that happen RAS tenants who receive a notice to quit. I want the councils to buy their homes and we're accelerating that and that's happening now. I'll give you an example of how we're using that space. It's to deliver extra homes. So with the Peter McFerry Trust earlier on today, the chief executive had, had uh, advised us that he's using this space to deliver 300 additional homes just for that one approved housing body. So we've got to use this five month space to exit more people out of homelessness and we're accelerating that so the people who are already homeless to get them into permanent housing and to build up additional uh, accommodation and additional homes in that period of time. How are you going to, sorry, target those homes that would have been sold and buy well, them back? Doing, How are you going to identify them well, and then ensure, say, that that family when, gets back into when the, the home to, they would well, have been evicted from? We will from. know from a HAP tenancy, uh, from a housing assistance payment tenancy or, or a RAS tenancy when someone is issued a notice to quit. The notice to quit has to be sent to the, the Residential Tenancies Board, but we've asked our local authorities in each of the 31 areas to go after those properties, and we've told landlords as well is that the state will buy them, and that's happening now. And it's happening at an accelerated rate, and it's a good way of preventing people. That's one element. The other element is as well ensuring that we're increasing the new supply uh, and we're bringing back more vacant units that we've already discussed in the first part of the show. So the five months does give us that space, and it's actually a little bit more than that, because the eviction ban is scaled okay. at the other end to run up to, up to June uh, next year. And it will give that space, because there is an accommodation crisis, not just in homelessness. Obviously, we've, we've many others coming into the state that we're looking after as well, and we've got to provide more emergency accommodation there in that space. But really, it's to double down on increasing the supply okay, in so that you're period happy of time. that even though we're not going to meet necessarily the new home target, new social home targets this year, that those mm. people, so threshold supported a total of 1,135 mm. households facing eviction between July and September of this year. Yes, they have refuge for now. But will homes be available for them? Well, we've got to do everything come in our, April 1st. We, we've got it's well, it'll be longer than that, as I said, for many. It'll be to okay. June, it'll be to June next year, but we're going to do everything in our power to further increase the supply. And you know, we're we're going to significantly increase that this year. So the ten and a half thousand social homes this year targeted will be a significant increase on previous years too. Let, so we've got to use that breathing okay. space. Let's to talk about supply. this this breathing space. And it is one of the measures that Sinn Fein was looking for. You wanted the, the freeze on evictions, extraordinary times, says the minister, mm -hmm. therefore the government have acted. Sure, and, and if they'd acted when we'd called them to over the summer, several hundred families with children who became homeless wouldn't have done so. The real issue is what's the minister going to do now? So the uh, uh, programme whereby local authorities can buy uh, uh, private rental properties with HAPARAS tenants in situ. The difficulty is the local authorities uh, haven't been given a clear instruction. Some local authorities aren't doing it. Some local authorities like mine are only doing it if people have been on the housing list for eight or nine years. Other local authorities would be more flexible. Uh, I've written to the minister. I've drafted a circular where the minister could provide absolute clarity. Any tenant that has HAPRAS or rent supplement and notice to quit, not only should there be a suspension of the normal rules and a presumption to buy, but the acquisition must happen quickly because I've dealt with cases and I'm currently dealing with cases where local authorities are taking so long to decide it, the landlord's up and sold elsewhere, even though they wanted to sell to the local authority. So the minister could provide more clarity on that. Likewise, we are going to have to see an increase in acceleration of social housing beyond the original yes. targets. And that's why we're going to have to look okay. at 
for example, emergency planning and high-grade modular permanent loans. Okay, yes. Otherwise, in April, could I, all right. Could I, Claire, just say one thing? Because it's important uh, for clarity's sake. The local authorities have been told that. very, very clearly, and there's no restrictions that they are to purchase homes with tenants in situ, haparast tenants, and they're doing so. What about cost rental where you have... And they are doing so. But what about if you have a property with cost renters and social renters? Can they buy the whole scheme? May I please? We have instructed, we've instructed the local authorities to do so. And they are doing that, and it's accelerating from July. And I'm watching it Just very closely myself. If you have a property like Tahani House in Dublin 8, where there are social renters and cost renters, is it possible, and will you encourage, for We're, example, Dublin Local Authority to either consider purchasing that or work with an AHB to stop those 25 right. households Briefly from being on that, Minister. We're, it's a yes or no, Minister. Sorry, we're looking it's at... It's a an, yes or no. We're looking at a... Do you want to answer, we're, we're, do you want to answer sorry, Eleanor Brennan? I will, if you, can let, if you can let me answer it. It's a yes or we, no, Claire. No, sorry, we are looking at a number of schemes so that, that's, that's that, not that, a yes, that we're purchasing at the moment. And what Owen has said is patently incorrect. He said that there was not clarity given to local authorities, which there is. There's instructions given to them, and there's funding yes no behind to it. Tiny house and, and the twenty-five families we're looking, there. We're yes looking, or no, Minister? Sorry, Owen, we're looking it's a very at a question. number of different schemes at the moment. Will you prevent those twenty-five and, and, families and from becoming homeless? And we're doing that right yes now. Yes or no? Okay. So, so he won't answer the question. Sorry, sorry. under consideration. Is that I your answer? I won't be badgered by you, Owen. It is under consideration. As, the families, as I have, the families as I, at risk of homelessness okay, need okay. your intervention, Minister. I won't be shouted down by you. Will you let the local authority? Will you let the local authority? Actively consider the purchase of Tahani Home in Dublin 8, where 25 families are facing eviction. Well, there's a number right. of different schemes across the country. I think it's very unfair to, to very focus unfair on to one in particular. Not to intervene, and what we're doing, there are other there are other schemes, by the way, that we're also looking at. Others. And I've given the local authorities the powers and the resources to do it. And any scheme that comes across our desk will absolutely be considered. Look, let, let's get and to that's the, answer. the fact of it. I won't be shouted down by own. That's the fact of it. And people deserve to know the facts. I, don't, I actually don't think that, that people are shouting each other down. I'd like to think that we are getting a bit of clarity yeah. tonight. I really hope so. I hope well, so, I hope at so least. Too. Look, let's get to the answer of our nightly interactive poll. Uh, tonight's question was... Should the government reduce the tax that landlords pay on rental properties? The result of that poll was that 70% are in favour of that, 30% against. Now, people might be surprised by that result. Um, what's being stated, really, is give landlords a tax break. They won't be exiting the market then. It's part of it, and we've made some changes in the budget. By the way, Sinn Féin have opposed any now, tax just, measures. If you could just so, state, I, Minister, yeah, just around the tax yeah, or what's being offered, because, well, I mean, one, one of the complaints that we have that you've got, mm -hmm. that you have some landlords. They're not big landlords. Sure, individual landlords, They make yeah. individual yeah. landlords and they are paying 50% tax on, mm -hmm. on anything yeah, that yeah. they're making on, on rental properies. Would you envisage changing that? Firstly, we've made some changes in the budget in relation to pre-letting expenses. The Minister for Finance brought that forward in the, in the finance bill to reduce the time and, and increase the allowances that are there. I think more needs to be done. There'll be a further amend amendment will come forward in the finance bill as well. Uh, and I do think that for individual landlords that want to stay in the market, there's many reasons why people leave. It's not just because of tax, sometimes because of increased house prices and people may be accidental landlords as well and want to sell out. But certainly there, there'll be a further amendment in the finance bill as well, uh, which, which we will bring forward. I've met with individual landlords as well as I meet with tenants. Some of them are under pressure. We need to expand cost rental. Cost rental, which is state-backed affordable rent, and we're doing. Just want to ask yes. you that. So you're saying yes, tax breaks or yes, tax well, cuts for landlords. That's we, something you'd be we, in favour. We've of. already made changes in the finance bill. There'll be a further amendment coming forward in the finance bill as well. 
uh, to try to alleviate some of that. But well, it is what a does that mean? I, is, mean but, I mean, is there is not this 50% that is there or the profits well, there, that landlords make, yes. say, on renting well, a property? It's about, it's property, about, can, they, can, they, can they pay less tax on that? It's about allowing expenditure to be reduced against their tax liability. And there's a further amendment coming forward in the finance bill to assist in that, particularly where someone is retrofitting or upgrading their home, okay. where those expenses will be allowed against future tax. Okay. Because okay. we do need good individual landlords in the market. We need a functioning rental sector and we need I think, more I think everyone is very yeah, we well do. aware of the need for a functioning rental sector, which it is not at the moment. Um, Ona Bryn, uh, just on that... Um, that idea that actually 70% of our viewers who voted thought, yes, there should be more incentives for landlords to stay and not to sell up to provide homes uh, for the rental market. Would you agree that this would be a good idea? I don't, although I'm not surprised at the result because people are scared. Like, I'm a renter and I talk to many renters and they're genuinely scared that they're going to get a notice to quit because the landlord sells. The problem is the government's own tax strategy uh, working paper sets out very clearly why they don't think that that policy would work. The vast majority of landlords who are selling, and they have a right to sell, they're selling because they were accidental or semi-professional pension pot landlords. House price at record highs, they're going to sell. I think what would be much better, and this is what Sinn Féin has proposed, is first of all, let's start taxing those landlords who are paying no tax on their rent roll at all, the institutional investors. But let's also protect renters from further rent increases. Let's not just introduce a proper refundable tax credit to put a month's rent back in every renter's pocket, but also let's ban rent increases because the government's proposal for... Are you worried, though? Are you worried? Because the concern is that even more uh, private landlords would leave the market in that instance. Yeah, I'm, and in fact, I'm one of the few politicians who's been raising this issue since this started in 2018. For me, the solution to this is, first of all, a much more aggressive tenant in situ scheme, and we've already discussed that, an acceleration of social and affordable cost rental, and greater protections for renters. I'm absolutely convinced, and I've, I've spoken to landlords at length, I've listened to the representative organisations as well as experts and others at the Housing Committee because we've discussed this. Right. I believe those landlords... You don't believe that they want any I, I financial incentives or otherwise all, to stay all, in the market? All, all businesses want financial incentives, and that's fine. But those landlords who are selling are going to sell no matter with what government does with tax, which is why Fine Gael okay. doesn't support Darrell Bryan's position and isn't going to introduce any significant tax changes for landlords. Let's protect the tenants. Let's ensure that we have an adequate supply of social and affordable housing. Let's ban rent increases and give renters a real refundable tax credit. Uh, any, Again, any things that this government yeah, any won't do or make, does in think, half measures. I think most, people, most fair people will understand any intervention that we make in the rental market has to be careful and carefully calibrated so it doesn't have mm. an unintended consequence of more landlords leaving, okay. which actually exacerbates the problem. So what we've done in the budget, firstly, for renters is to bring in a direct rent tax credit, which will be worth €1,000 in 2023 to renters. I have capped rents at 2%, and we're accelerating the tenant in situ, uh, uh, the purchase of tenant in situ. But we do need, we do need as well, in my view, to be able to ensure that good landlords are kept in the market whilst we're building All right. social and affordable okay. housing stock, I want which to just, is happening this I want year. to get to the, 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 I suppose, the final question around this. And we heard it at the start of the programme um, when... You know, we talked about people getting jobs and not being able to take up on those jobs. These are critical jobs, the jobs in teaching, the jobs in healthcare, because they simply have nowhere to live. What do you say to that? That that's a, that's a total failure right now. That we have a recruitment crisis in key areas around healthcare, around teaching. You're talking about additional needs teachers for schools sure. that are badly in need of that. And people simply can't take up on those jobs because they've nowhere to live. Well, what we've seen in the last 12 months is basically we need more supply. 
and we need more affordable supply. And thankfully, in the last 12 months, we've seen 16,000 first-time buyer households being able to buy their own home using measures like the Help to Buy grant, which is opposed by many in the opposition, using the first home scheme and cost rent. Let's not talk about housing. Just briefly, I want yeah, to just very brief. That is housing. That's accommodation, right? But we want to talk home ownership. Let's talk yes. about rents on that yes. specifically. But it is very much about increasing overall supply across okay. the board. So you need private investment right. and you need state investment too to be able to build the tenures right. that you need. And I, briefly, on because I, I, we're I, almost out of time. I, I, I recently did a tour uh, of meetings with school principals in my constituency in Clondalk and Lucan and elsewhere. They cannot fill positions, nor can the hospitals, nor can the home care centres, nor can the guards. The reason why is because this government is pushing up house prices. Unless we make falling house prices a central policy and deliver thousands of affordable homes. In Clondalkin right now, there's a site being built out, 900 homes. Because of Dow O'Brien, those homes are €375,000. They could, have, they could well. have been 250000 or less. Fianna Fáil are not the party of home ownership. They're the party of pushing up house prices and putting money in developers and institutional not investors' true. pockets. That's what you were it's good at before. That's true. what you're good at now. And that's why if you stay on as housing minister, this housing crisis is going to get worse. We're delivering more homes this year than we've done in over a... Homelessness up. In over house prices okay. up. It, right. Rents up. Just I don't know if shout, I don't know, that's your legacy. She's trying to shout me down. So, oh, that's anyone, unfortunate. I don't know if anyone's getting final word well, I'm, here. I'm trying to just... I, I, we, we've heard just, that, but we really, we really well, have to leave. It's unfortunate that Owen's been allowed to shout me down here well, on that. Because, it's unfortunate the housing crisis is getting worse. Oh, there we leave it. We've had plenty of time. I think both sides have had plenty of time in this discussion. And we will, of course hear more from it again and time and time again. But my many thanks to the Minister um, and to Ona Bryn. Coming up after the break, the Taoiseach addresses leaders at COP27. Stay with us. back now to get a quick reaction to that debate plus some of the other big news stories of the day. I'm joined by political correspondent for Bauer Media, Sean Defoe. Um, Sean, you were listening um, there behind the scenes. What did you make of um, the Minister and Ono Brin debating what is the crisis of the day, really? The yeah. housing the housing crisis. Not sure I'm a huge amount more confident that either of them is going to fix it anytime soon. You kind of got the scale of the crisis as you were talking through the two different parts and there are so many different aspects to it. Did feel a little bit like a pantomime at time where the minister or, or Ona Brim was saying, well, you're not doing this. And the minister's going, oh, yes, we were. Oh, no, you're not. So a lot of back and forward on that. The one bite, I suppose, that did stand out to me was Minister O'Brien saying he doesn't think that it's a state of emergency mm. at the minute on the housing crisis. I think there'll be a lot of people who are listening tonight who are, either maybe in emergency accommodation, who can't find a home, who are renting and about to kick out, who will really disagree with that and saying, yes, this is an emergency for me and you need to be stepping up on it. OK, let's get on to matters at COP27. We had the Taoiseach speaking there today. What did he announce in terms of funding? What was his tone going into all of this? And did, did he come away, do you think, with delivering a, a strong message on behalf of the Irish government? Yeah, I think, look, hard to disagree with a lot of what he said in the speech, that Ireland was going to continue to support climate action, was going to move towards renewable energies, move towards being this energy renewable superpower that he's talked about in the past and saying very much that this generation, if they don't do something, they're going to be held to account to it, that everyone will know that this is the generation that failed the world. But, like, there's been a lot of very nice speeches 
the COP so far this year. It's the thing with COP every single year. Lots of lovely, lovely speeches, the nitty gritty of the negotiation and what leaders are actually going to do. We haven't got down to yet. A lot of that's going to be done by Eamon Ryan over the next week and a half. It's the leaders that sort of introducing this and the finances are going to be key. So he did announce an increase in the funding that Ireland is going to give towards uh, climate issues across the world. But that is the big point really coming out of COP27 at the minute is where is that money going? And there's an argument over should it go to the countries who are... Contributing the least to the problem, but feeling the most of the effects. Should it go towards mitigation efforts? Should it go towards countries like us, who are have the potential to build these huge wind farms off the west coast, for example? Where is all that money going to yeah. be funneled? And the big question is, you know, does Ireland count in these big discussions? We have the big emitters like the US, the China, uh, and China, and then you have the vulnerable nations who are really feeling the heat of all of that. And really, at the end of the day, it's what those big nations decide. Mm. That helps change things. Yeah, it, it, look, it is, absolutely. At the same time, we can't kind of use that as an excuse not to do anything ourselves. So Ireland has to play its part and Ireland can play a very big part in being that renewable superpower. But I think you're getting a scale as COP sort of fades to the second and third story on every bulletin, even as it's going on, of the challenge that those big countries are facing. So you've got the likes of China, for example, which is building a huge amount of wind energy. I think in 2020, mm. they built more wind energy than the rest of the world combined by a factor of five. But they're also saying you can't count us in those really big nations because we're trying to lift a load of people out of poverty, even though they're the second biggest economy in the world. You've got the US, who knows where that's going to go. We're going to talk about the US midterms shortly. Um, if Trump gets back into power, if a lot of these Republicans get into power who are climate deniers, then you're going to face a big problem there. And then just trying to get all of Europe on the same page as well. So those big blocks are going to have a big impact, but getting them all on the same page is difficult. All right. Well, look, speaking of the US midterms, ballot boxes have opened. Does Democrats risk losing the House and Senate with potentially major implications. News correspondent Richard Chambers joins us now live from Capitol Hill. Um, Richard, thanks for being with us tonight. I hear that there are voting problems in some states. Can you bring us up to date on that and what we're hearing? Well, this is the thing, is that supporters of Donald Trump are very much emphasising what they say are voting problems and whether or not they actually are wide-scale or massive problems like they're being made out by Donald Trump and some of his key uh, allies and including another a number of prominent 2020 election deniers. Uh, whether they actually bear out in reality is another thing. Uh, the election officials in places like Arizona where there has been uh, some issues reported by Carrie Lake, Donald Trump's hand-picked hand -picked candidate uh, for the governorship there, uh, that doesn't seem to be a huge widespread problem uh, while uh, other people are being urged to stand in line, stay in line to make sure their votes uh, get passed. But Donald Trump himself uh, very much uh, to the fore today in highlighting uh, these issues as he sees them, uh, posting multiple times on Truth Social, his own personal social media website, releasing videos as well. Uh, but really, uh, the idea of election denial is actually something which is quite pertinent at this point because CNN just released an exit poll uh, in which it found that 63% of voters, only 63% of voters, believe that Joe Biden won the 2020 election. About 34% believe that the election was stolen, that Joe, that Joe Biden did not win, that Donald Trump did. And that actually bears out in the choice of candidates who people are actually voting for today. Hundreds and hundreds of candidates uh, for the Republican Party believe that Donald Trump was the duly elected uh, president of the United States in 2020. So the issue of democracy is going to be something which is going to be very hard to hammer out over the next number of uh, weeks and months. Richard, let's talk about Trump uh, touting a big announcement next Tuesday. Is that the starting gun on the 2024 election, do you think? 
Well, it's not even a question of whether or not we think it, Claire. I mean, it's, it's entirely obvious at this point that Donald Trump is running uh, for president once more. He has constructed his team again. He has been saying at multiple rallies, including one we were at uh, in Pennsylvania over the weekend, that uh, everybody, all of his supporters, are going to be very, very happy at the announcement he's going to make about running for the White House in 2024. Uh, so effectively, he has all but said it at this point and has danced so close to the line so many times without doing it uh, because he says he doesn't want to take the attention off the Republican candidates in this election, in the midterm election. Uh, although, in fact, by just saying it, he is attracting all the attention that he could possibly want around it. So uh, it isn't going to be any surprise when he does come to uh, his resort uh, at Mar-a-Lago, Palm Beach, Florida, on the 15th to make that announcement. And really, he will, as you say, then be firing the starting gun on the 2024 election race. And uh, effectively, he will be in the driver's seat for the Republican nomination. And based on the early exit polling data and, and how rosy it looks for the Republicans and how bad it looks for Joe Biden and the Democrats, he will be in the driver's seat potentially for the White House. Okay, Richard, thanks for joining us um, from Washington, D.C. tonight with all the very latest there from the U.S. midterm elections. Um, so there we have it. And we did hear from Trump earlier on talking about this big announcement on the 15th. But you'd wonder with all these investigations as well hanging over him and all the rest of it and potentially a civil lawsuit as well that he could be bankrupt and potentially behind bars by the time 2024 comes around. I believe it when I see it. And it depends on how these midterms go because, of course, if the Republicans win control of Congress, again, a lot of those impeachment proceedings and that impeachment committee could just be shuffled away to the side. And it's really interesting what he's doing with some of those um, election denier campaigners that Richard was talking about there. They are running for roles that could have a role in certifying the presidential results in 2024 by each state and roles like the Secretary of State in each individual state that will have a, a job to play in terms of certifying elections. So you are potentially, or voters are potentially putting people who question the very validity of those elections into positions of power for 2024. Yeah, it's all very tricky and you'd wonder how it's also going to play out for, for Joe Biden and, and how this is all going to go for, for him because, of course, all this talk was that uh, it was, it's been a very slow on the campaigning front for him. But there we will have to leave it. That's all we have time for. Uh, my thanks to Sean, to Richard, who joined us from the US, all our guests tonight. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night. Good night and do take care.